I'm going to jump right in. Father, I want to ask that you would bless the words of my mouth. I want to thank you for this house. I want to thank you for this family. I want to thank you for what you're doing in our hearts and in our midst. And I pray, Lord, that today, yet again, you would equip us to do the work of the ministry as we join Jesus. Amen? Amen. All right, well, I'm going to do a, some quick review here because we have actually been going through a series, I don't know if you guys noticed, about prayer. How many of you noticed that? Come on. It's been awesome. Um, so the first thing that we did was we kicked it off with, how then shall we pray? And essentially what we looked at was we pray out of relationship. If there was anything that I wanted you to catch out of that message, it was that prayer is coming out of relationship. It is a conversation with a good dad. Amen. And then we talked about the fact that the Lord's Prayer is an outline that you can use to pray from. And so then the, uh, the next week, Jason came and he said, how then shall we wait? Which is a phenomenal, how many of you got saved twice when Jason preached? Because I did. And it was just an amazing picture of the seasons that we live in and embracing that there are seasons, that, that it's okay, that there are sometimes we're pressing in, we're hitting that rock over and over again because how many of you know you hit a rock enough times, eventually that rock's gonna break, right? I mean, you've got the sledgehammer in prayer and you're just like, this wall is coming down. But if it's gonna take 10,000 hits with the hammer, how many of you know you cannot do 10,000 hits with the hammer in a row in four days? right? So you have to take a break, and you have to praise God and worship Him for all the other rocks you've already broken. You've got to praise Him for the things that are going right. You've got to praise Him for the things that are happening, because if we concentrate too much on what hasn't happened yet, the Holy Spirit will direct us and lead us, hey, I want you to be praying into this. How many of you guys know that God wants a great awakening in America? How many of you know that there's a third great awakening coming, and everyone here is praying and hitting that rock through prayer? Amen? I am. I know you are, and it's going to happen. Now, how many of you guys know that it hasn't happened yet? Have you noticed this? It's starting to happen. There are good things happening. When it starts raining, it's not instantly a flood, but it is raining, right? So this is good. But if I concentrate on everything that hasn't happened yet, pretty soon I get pretty frustrated. All of a sudden, the thing that I'm most concentrating on seems to be bigger than God. And so I've got to worship him for what he has done. I got to worship him for what's going right. And so I felt that, that Jason just did a fantastic job of laying that out. Amen? Amen? So now today what I want to talk about are some principles of prayer, intercession, and praying with others. And uh, so that is where I am going to jump out here, and uh, we're going to talk about this. But I want to, um, actually, it worked out really well, too, that we had uh, Mark and Mary Brock today, because um, we're actually going to use the, the YWAM principles of prayer. And that's what I'm going to teach you today. And then we're going to get to jump in and pray, say, woo! All right, come on. Um, and so YWAM at this point, there are 1,200 bases internationally that YWAM now has. YWAM is a, is a non-denominational parachurch organization. At this point, uh, Youth with a Mission has 12,000 permanent missionaries and 51,000 short-term and student missionaries serving in 800 operating locations. I'm sorry, it's not 800 though, it's 1,200. Over 135 countries. That's exciting. Are you guys even alive? 
That's a really good thing. So what's beautiful about what they've come up with is, number one, these principles come straight out of the Bible. So that makes it pretty easy to agree with. But the other thing that's really great about these principles is that you have to recognize that it is a, you heard that part where it's non-denominational. So you have people from every stripe, color, flavor, persuasion, background, culture, coming from every nation in every situation to try to agree together for how we're going to go and take the gospel. How many of you have tried to agree together with your wife? How many of you know that's challenging? Not because she's, I'm saying, just two people, any two gathered. That was not a, I love God's daughters. That was, it came out bad. What I'm trying to say is anytime you have two people, you got some friction, amen? So here you have whole cultural backgrounds, and you have to find a way that we're going to come together and pray and agree in prayer. So you, you pick up what I'm throwing down there. So these principles are wonderful, tried and proven principles for praying with other people. Amen? Okay. So I've, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with a demonstration. Sammy, why don't you just come up here real quick? And uh, come on up. She, I totally prepped her for this. She knows exactly what is about to happen. Let's look at her face. See? All right, here we go. So do a little test, 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 make sure you're on. Hi. Okay, great. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, I have a burden to pray. Do you want to pray with me? Say yes. Yes. Okay. And what I'd like to do, actually, is um, I was thinking maybe we could pray uh, for um, the Hendricks family. Okay. Specifically that young man right there. And um, so let's just pray for him. So why don't you start? Oh, God, we thank you for Sam Hendricks. Yeah, and God, we just want to ask, Father, that you would just move in his life, Lord. I just want to strike down the darkness that's all around him right now in the name of Jesus. <laughs> yeah, God, we Father, just I also, that. furthermore, I want to ask God that you would just, God, I just want to prophesy over him in the name of God. I just see him leading, president of a country. Father, I just feel presidential anointing upon him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, God. We just pray that over I feel him, like Father. you should raise your hands, actually. <laughs> just raise our... Go ahead. Yeah, God, we continue to pray for Sam in this yeah. way, Father. Yeah, Lord, um, give us a voice. Yeah. Give him a voice. God. Give us a voice, yeah. God. Yeah, God. Sure, yeah. Father, hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Are you feeling that? No. <laughs> It's good. Thank you. I just feel like I feel like there's like a block on you. Actually, I almost feel like I like. Is there something you need to repent of right now? It's like like a darkness. There's like a I don't know. I just see like swirling. It's like you can't even connect almost. Is that, are you feeling that? That's because you're deceived. Father, I just want to pray for Sammy. Anyway, you can sit down. You did a great job. Obviously, that was pretty ugly, and I exaggerated for fun. Although some of you probably have been in those kind of prayer meetings. Don't raise your hands. Let's jump in. All right, first of all, we're going to talk about intercession. I just want to define some terms here. And so here's what this word actually means. It's the act of interceding. And interceding means prayer, petition, or entreaty in favor of another. That's just beautiful, isn't it? 
It's going to God on behalf of someone else and asking God to give them favor. That's beautiful. How many of you could get down with some intercession if that's what it means? Yeah, come on. Isn't that beautiful? Now, a lot of you, when you think of intercession, may have been thinking something a little closer to what I just did with Sammy. And I think all of us may or may not have, unfortunately, experienced that sort of intercession. Um, And that's just dysfunction. There's just some dysfunction going on, clearly in Sammy. And I was not able to save her in that moment, but we can have a meeting afterwards, and I can probably get you straightened out. No, clearly, I had an agenda and a plan of what's supposed to happen. And Sammy came into my culture and, and, and I culturized her unsuccessfully. But I don't think Sammy, are you going to pray with me again at some point, Sammy? She is, but that's because Sammy's amazing. The right answer is probably not. <laughs> probably not going to show up for your intercessory meetings because you don't need anyone else, Joshua Rivas, in your intercessory meeting because you are a spirit bully, prayer bully. And so. What we want to do, though, is, first of all, I want us to laugh. I want us to laugh, say, it is okay to laugh at myself so I can be laughing at what everyone else is. Did you catch that? Yeah. All right, so this is intercession. Intercession is fun. It is created to be fun. We get to go to the one who has all of the stuff on behalf of those who don't. Isn't that fun? It's like being able to get the person that has all the money and then delegate where it's going to go. Doesn't that sound fun? You're just writing checks from heaven. That's what intercession is. And it is supposed to be fun. And here's the beautiful part is when you show up, dad goes, oh, I'm so glad you're here. I got a whole list of people I'm thinking about. And here's the deal. I have completely tied my hands to what I will do unless you pray. But if you'll pray, this right here gets out here where I want it. And he's excited. And if we can avoid what it is that I just did, which he also does not enjoy, then it can be fun. Amen? Amen. Is anybody here already offended with me? You don't have to raise your hand, but I promise it gets better. All right, so the first principle that we're going to look at, and you guys have this sheet of paper in front of you, and I just want to say this, say workshop. Okay, this is a workshop, so just already loosen up. Some of you have some butterflies in your stomach right now because you're like, I don't know what's going to happen. That is discernment. Good for you. You're discerning that you don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be good. Let's start with principle one. Praise God for who he is. So when we come together to pray together, we want to begin from the place of what is reality. How many of you know if you come together and you're already feeling, like clearly when Sammy came and I wanted to pray for Sam, I had an agenda, didn't I? Like I wasn't praying from let's come together and ask God what he has on his heart for Sam. I was praying from my own overdeveloped sense of spiritual warfare in this particular situation, right? It's like all I was seeing was darkness, right? And then I fancied myself like a rather prophetic ninja so I was doing that and when it wasn't working and Sammy wasn't enjoying it as much as me then I discerned right away that she is also deceived but what was the whole point the point was I forgot where I'm coming from so I want to start with this we come from the place of total gratefulness and glory and thanking God for what is actually the reality of heaven and what he has done so we praise God for who he is we begin from that place magnifying his greatness, his attributes, his character, his ways, and we thank him for allowing us to partner with him in prayer. 
Guys, it's, it's fun to pray. How many of you just need inner healing right now over the idea of that it's fun to pray? Come on. That is a, thank you, you, sir. Free lunch for you. See uh, Todd Bowers. <laughs> Ephesians 1 and 2 say that we have been raised up with Christ, seated with Christ, and blessed in heavenly realms with every, say every spiritual blessing. That's, that's where you are. You have been given every spiritual blessing that is in Christ, and that's the place we want to pray from. So when we're praying, we're coming from the place of total riches, total power, total glory, total peace, total acceptance by God. You're going to make me prove it? Ephesians 1, 3 through 4 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. When you pray, that's where you're praying from. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him. Say holy and blameless. When you're praying, you need to get this. In Christ, you're holy and blameless. God isn't like sitting there being like, (laughs) I don't think so. Like, oh, really? You're going to write that check? Because I am not signing it. I know who you are. No, he looks at you and says, I know what my son did, and he made you my son, my daughter. I know who you are. Write the check. Here, here's a stamp. You could stamp them yourself. That's good news, you guys. All right, Ephesians 1, 18 through 20 says this, I pray the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so you will know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe. These are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might, whose working he is which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. What's the point? You are seated in Christ and you're ready to pray. And you can thank him for that. That's where we want to start. If we're going to pray with others, let's start from the fact that Jesus did everything so we can come together and do that. Amen? All right, let's keep going because we have to get to the practical part. I'm actually going to skip that one because I think I've already proved to you that it's great news and we're going to magnify him. The the next thing that we're going to do, principle two, we're going to cleanse our heart. So now that we've all come together and worshiped God for what he's done, we're going to respond together with what we can do. And quite frankly, that usually means coming in and just taking a bath in the Holy Spirit, reminding ourselves that we need the blood of Jesus, reminding ourselves that because what Christ has done is true and good and wonderful and sweet, then I can come in and get my heart purified. How many of you have been with somebody who clearly has some unforgiveness issues when they're praying? And it's pretty obvious. It's like, Father, we just pray right now that you would send an earthquake to California. (laughs) Father, we ask that you would rain down upon them what they have sown you're like, I don't think daddy is thinking that. He said, come on, what did he say? He said, God so loved the world, he's reconciling us back by what? Not counting sins against them. You cannot pray down judgment on people when God's not doing that right now. Okay? So we got to cleanse our hearts. So, so maybe God might bring that up during this time. Let me prove it to you. I'm about proof today. Psalm 66, 18 and 20. If I regard wickedness in my heart, the Lord will not hear. But certainly God has heard. He has given heed to the voice of my prayer. 
Psalm 139, 23, and 24, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there be any hurtful way in me and lead me in the everlasting way. Holy Spirit, you're right here. You know what's going on. You know where I'm maybe overemphasizing on one thing and underemphasizing on the other. You know if there's something weird going on where I think you're a, a bad God or I think Sammy needs to get saved before I'm going to pray with her. I need to repent of those things and say, Lord, you search my heart. Amen? And here's the beautiful thing. God, he's a really, really good communicator. So when you're letting the Holy Spirit search your heart, I want you to catch this. Just be still for a moment and let him search your heart. You don't need to search your heart. At this point, he's the eye doctor. You're the one in the machine. Okay, he's the one that says, "Um, I want to fix this. You wouldn't find it on your own. Did you catch that? So it's not time to get really introspective. It's time to just listen. He's a great communicator. That's my point. You guys with me? All right. I love Matthew 2. I'm sorry, Matthew 5, 23, 24. If you're presenting your offering at the altar and you remember your brother has something against you, leave your offering there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and present your offering. Now, in these times of prayer, there may actually be a time. I'm I'm certainly not going to rule it out. There may be a time where the Lord is seriously like, you know what, leave this prayer meeting and go call your mom. There may be those times. Go call your brother. Most times, you just need to repent and then go do it after the meeting. Okay, but the principle here is the same as the Lord's prayer, which is forgive my sins as I forgive those who've sinned against me. You guys know there's no forgiveness available for us if we don't forgive others, right? It's the only way you can get out of grace is to just not forgive someone else. So when Holy Spirit brings something up, if you realize somebody has something against you or you have something against them, just repent. And then after prayer, you will be able to go and take care of that. I just, I just, I don't know. I'm, I, I, I'm just probably talking to myself. Sometimes I'm a little legalistic and I'll be like, oh, wait a minute, you know, there's a thing I haven't fixed it and I, I can't possibly pray right now. I need to drive to Los Angeles and make this right. It's like, well, you probably need to make it right as soon as possible, but... Are you guys with me? I feel like I'm the only one that thinks this way. Broken. The third step is you're going to acknowledge you can't really pray without the direction and energy of the Holy Spirit. Okay. (laughs) In the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we should. I want you to, let's just read that together, okay? We're going to read those first two lines. In the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we should. Did you just hear what you just said? What, what, somebody, some brave soul, what did you just say? You don't know how to pray. Man, I wish that Sammy would have read that before she prayed with me. Because she was horrible at it. Or, more than likely, I was horrible at it because I was like, hello, I'm the champion prayer. And I jump in there with my big old fat agenda and just dominate the prayer time. It's horrible praying with people like that. It's just rude. Here's the thing, just just in case you're wondering. People that pray like that also tend to have conversations like that because prayer is conversation. So, you know, if you have coffee with the person afterwards, it's not like they're being disingenuous. They're like this all the time. Like, get ready when you sit down. They're going to teach you something really important. Love covers a multitude of sins. I'm that guy. I'm the guy. I'm the guy. I, I was really good at that part because I'm recovering from that. I'm a recovering dominant personality. 
So here's my point. We don't know what we should pray. Like you might be really good praying by yourself. If you're by yourself, you can do that. God is way more patient than people. He's like, you're going to wind down in about an hour and a half, and then you're going to listen, and then, when, then we're going to pray about what I really have on my heart. Ouch. Come on, are you guys having fun? All right. <laughs> That's, that was disingenuous. Was it, was it real? All right, I'm sorry. Okay, so then, the sec- this, this one I feel ties in. Die to your own imaginations, desires, and burdens for what you feel you should pray about. Why? Because you don't know what you should pray about. I do want to say this, guys. It's totally okay that every one of us does actually have some life mission, life message things that God has put in our heart where we're like, not on my watch. Like, before I die, there will be no human trafficking, you know? Before I die, there will not be another uh, abortion in, in, in Oregon. Um, before I die, there will be healthy families uh, everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, we all have these specific things. Some of you are like, you know, in my lifetime, I'm going to see education reform in America. Um, you know, I'm going to see AIDS ended in Africa. Like, are you guys, you're really quiet. Okay, so you're aware of this. You, you have this. And it's totally appropriate because God put it in you. You're part of the body. That is, you need to be always, uh, that, that's going to come up. Anytime it's time to pray, you're like, I want to pray about AIDS in Africa. Well, that's awesome because you know what? You're praying about that every day, and you should. But when you come together to pray with others, you have to remember that you're with others. This is also when you're alone, too, that we don't know what we should pray. How many of you know that when you pray, God hears you? How many of you remember that Jesus said, and don't be like the pagans who think they'll be heard because of their many words and go babbling on, right? So if we're asking a good dad to deal with a certain thing, and every single time he comes to talk with me, that's all I talk to him about, are we having a conversation anymore? So there's a wisdom to be able to just simply say, like, I'm going to die to this, and I'm going to let the Holy Spirit direct me because I know he heard me about human trafficking yesterday, and he heard me this morning. And so, Holy Spirit, when you stir it up, I'm going to pray these prayers and I'm going to release these things. Look, there's no condemnation. I'm not criticizing anyone. I'm just saying sometimes we let our passions and our desires and our prayer burdens lead the meeting instead of the Holy Spirit leading the meeting. Because He cares about all of these things. And let me tell you something, He cares about it more than we do. Amen? So we can trust that He's good. So in those moments, it's really important that we do die to our own imaginations, desires, and burdens. Because what we'll do is we'll do what I did to Sammy. We'll just take over the meeting, pray all of our favorite scriptures, pray our favorite things that we always pray about, and everybody else is just sort of sitting there like, you know, like, that's awesome, but I just don't know why I'm here. You know, like, I don't know why I need to be here to hear you pray the whole time. Is that making sense? All right. So we're able to ask him, Lord, what's your priority today? Doesn't that feel good? What's your priority right now? Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, I love this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. See, there are those times we come in and we're we're just so sure that we know exactly what needs to happen. It's like if the Holy Spirit didn't show up in the prayer meeting, am I so confident in myself that I wouldn't notice? Because I've been there, guys. I have so been there. Hopefully you've never been in the same room with me while I've been there. It is less than pleasurable. 
John 15, uh, 14 through 15, you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant doesn't know what his master is doing, but I've called you friends for all things that I heard from my father I've made known to you. When we come together to pray, we can die to our imaginations, burdens, and favorite desires because we can trust that Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, will tell us what's on the father's heart. Isn't that fun? So we get like up to the date, total, you know, frontline stuff that God goes, hey, I want, you to, I want you to pray this. I want you to dispatch that. I want you to take care of this. I want you to release that. And this is what I'm working on today. And it's like, yes, I get to be on the cutting edge of what's on dad's heart. And he tells me all things. Principle five, silence the enemy. Verbally resist him and submit yourself to God. He's the prince of the air. You know, the enemy comes in. He's the one that's always popping all the nasty thoughts in your head. He's the one that's accusing Sammy while she's praying, you know, Sammy doesn't even want to pray. She doesn't even know the Lord. She has a spirit of darkness about her. You should pray for her. Yeah, I should, Lord. Oh, I feel a darkness. Well, it's not Sammy. Come on. So we silence the enemy. I love this scripture. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come on. So when we come together to pray, we're going to take a moment and say, Lord, we just thank you that greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. Satan, in the name of Jesus, be gone. Not allowed to talk. Ephesians 6, I love this. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Just put on the armor. We're not here to hear from the enemy. We're not here to curse the darkness. We're here to release light. Jesus didn't spend a lot of time cursing darkness. He just showed up and healed people. And when he healed people, when he released the word of God, he said, I saw Satan fall like lightning to the ground. Jesus shows up and goes, be healed in, the name, in my name. Be healed in my Father's name. The devil's like, oh, poof. Principle six, wait in worshipful expectation, listening for his direction. Have your Bible with you. God most often gives guidance, confirmation, and ways to pray from his word. Isn't that beautiful how God does that? He gives us the scripture because he says, my word will not come back to me void until it has accomplished what I've sent it to do. When, when God speaks to us through the word, it has this unifying effect because like, let's just say I'm a visual person, right? So we're praying together and this is good. I'm not dissing visual people, but if it's the only way that I talk and I never get scripture, it's kind of hard for you to get connected to it, right? It's like, I just see this rainbow, but instead of being in color, it's all like grays and, and blacks and, and then like a little bit of white and then it's coming out of a dragon's mouth and it's like landing in a pool of water and I see these kids around the water and they're all really sick. Let's pray about that. And you're like, what? Like, I, I can't even connect with that right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even, I, now, some of you who are visual, you're like, oh, I already know what he's talking about right now, man. That's like, that's like, but for those of you that aren't, you, you know, the, the, the rest, let's <laughs> not talk percentages, are like, can you give me something I can attach to? And you know what? Your dad is really good about doing that. He'll give you a scripture. And then all of a sudden, I mean, I want you to bring your picture, but then all of a sudden the picture makes a little more sense. Because he sends a, a scripture. He sends a scripture. And everybody goes, oh, I can pray into that. Like, I would have never thought about the dragon and the black and white rainbow and the water and whatnot, but now that kind of makes sense to me. I could definitely pray the scripture. And even if you don't get the picture, you can sure pray the scripture. That's a t-shirt right there. <laughs> All right. Guard your steps as you go to the house of God. Okay, Lord, this one's hard. This puts fear and trembling into my heart. 
And I know my dad loves me, and he made me yappy, so he knows me, understands me. Guard your steps as you go to the house of God and draw near to listen rather than to offer the sacrifice of fools. Do you guys know what the sacrifice of fools is? A lot of words. For they don't know they're doing evil. This is like my whole childhood. Do not be hasty in word or impulsive in thought to bring up a matter in the presence of God. For God is in heaven and you are on the earth. Therefore, let your words be few. I can't even wear that t-shirt. Jeremiah, I love this. Thus says the Lord who made the earth, the Lord who formed it to establish it, the Lord is his name. Call to me and I will answer you and I will tell you great and mighty things which you do not know. He loves that we've come to pray. He's excited to talk to us about what's on his heart today. Amen? All right, and then we're gonna jump ahead here. Spirit of truth is gonna lead us into all things. Okay, in obedience, begin to pray what God is bringing to your mind. So we just did all of that to get to this part. Listening. Okay, Father. And we keep asking him for direction, expecting him to give it to us. We don't want to move on too fast. We want to leave room because Holy Spirit will continue to bring something. And you'll sense together like that, that prayer burden, um, that, that, that sense of urgency sort of lifts. You just have this... This feeling of finality. And you might have it first. For me, I almost always in a prayer group, I almost always in a prayer group am usually done before everyone else. Like I emotionally am like, oh, I feel like that's done. But I've learned to put my own personality traits aside and wait for the rest of the group to get there too. And more often than not, there's a couple more prayer points in that particular subject that others will bring. And when they do, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad that I didn't try to move ahead because that was good. Like that needed to be said. That needed to be prayed. Amen? So just don't be in a rush to move forward. Wait until it lifts. And it'll lift. You'll see it will lift with the people around you. They too will be like, yeah, amen. You'll kind of, you'll be, mm. and, then, and then you open your eyes and you look over and you notice everybody else's eyes are open now. They're sort of like, that was good. That was good. We did, we did that. And so then you're ready to go to the next thing. Amen? All right. You guys having fun? Is this helpful? Psalm 32, 8. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. This is what it feels like in, in those prayer times as you're together, but you're like, dad's got this. Dad's got this. And here's the thing that I want to say. This is probably the most important thing for me. I'm just preaching to myself. Don't fear silence. You don't have to fix it with your words. You can just wait. Just wait. Me and Josh Davis. I'm going to pull you in on this one. The Joshes. We want to shout some walls down. And if not, jokes will do. But just wait. Just, just, just wait. Silence is beauty. Say that. Silence is beauty. You can, because dad's working. He's stirring it up. We're just being quiet and we're just waiting. And then he gives you a little prayer. And you share what you have. You don't have to expound. You don't have to do a preach a prayer. How many of you know what a preach a prayer is? You know what I'm talking about? It's kind of what I did to Sammy earlier. I started rebuking the darkness and teaching her something really valuable while we were praying. That is always fun. No. No, just pray, pray what God gives you until, until that lifts. And then the final thing, end with giving glory and thanks to him. We begin with praise and worship. We end with praise and worship because God just did something. God just did something. Okay, are you guys ready? I'm gonna do this. Before we do this, I wanna, I wanna demonstrate. And uh, where's my beautiful wife, Karen? There she is. Karen is gonna come pray with me. She has been 
In fact, everything that I just explained to you has come really at Karen's expense. <laughs> we were driving down the road one time and I sort of burst into prayer and uh, my wife goes, you know, what would be awesome? And I said, what's that? And she said, it would be awesome if you could just ask me if, like, just invite me to pray with you instead of just, like, commandeering the, the whole space in this car of, like, prayer time. And, you know, and, and, and so, because I would, we'd just be talking, I'd be like, yeah, God, we just want to pray right now. And she's like, whoa, you know, I thought we were talking. And, and then all of a sudden I'm praying, and then I'm sort of looking over her expectantly, like, you do it now. You know, you do. You, you pray now. Make words to God. And so it's really changed. Is this true that this has helped? Yes. You can speak into the microphone. I don't want to. You have to. It's a thing. <laughs> Come on. Here we go. Yes. I'm going to stand this. Oh! <laughs> Isn't my wife beautiful? Let's just take a minute. Silence this is beauty. <laughs> he told me he wanted me to come up here today, and I said, <coughs> it didn't work. Yeah, she's like, <coughs> I think that flu's coming on. <laughs> all right, Karen and I are going to demonstrate, and we're going to go all the way up to step six, just because we want to walk it through. And then after that, you guys are going to break into threes, and we're going to do this together, and it's going to be awesome. Are you guys ready? Okay, so we're just going to walk through. So we're going to take step one. Father, I want to thank you, God. I want to praise you for who you are. I want to thank you, Lord, that you, you have not only rescued me from darkness, but God, you've brought me here. You've, you've trusted me with your daughter. You've given me the opportunity to get to pray from heaven. I thank you for everything that you've done. I do ask that you would come and cleanse my heart right now, that you would, um, that you'd wash away the things that I've done and said this week that don't bring you glory, and thank you that you do that. Yeah, Lord, even right now, Father, I just ask that you would forgive me for worrying again, and I just, I just give my anxious thoughts to you. Lord, we just acknowledge our total dependence on you, Holy Spirit, to know what to pray. We ask that you would come and direct us as to what's on the Father's heart today. And we die to our own imaginations of what we think is on your heart, and we ask that you would come and bring the things that you want us to talk to you about today. The Lord rebuke you, Satan. You're not allowed to come into this meeting. You're not allowed to distract us. We just rebuke you in Jesus' name. We thank you for that word that says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. So according to the scripture, flee. All right. Did that, how'd that feel? You guys think maybe you could pull that off? I, I want to say, too, that a lot of times when Joshua and I pray together, then we don't close our eyes and concentrate, or we do and we don't, because when you're praying with someone, sometimes you have to look at them and see, like, 
are you waiting for me to be quiet? So, because <laughs> you have something to say, or mm -hmm. just a, um, I think it's like he invited me into the conversation. Sometimes you can do that by looking at the person. So there's and freedom it, there. We call it like a prayer station, you know, like a conversation with prayer. And we 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 are definitely major prayer stationalists. And so when we drive down the road, we'll be talking about something, and then we'll just say, wow, let's pray about that right now. And so we'll spend time on that in the car. And, and then, but what's beautiful about that is you don't go into a preacher prayer. Like, during these times, don't teach each other anything. No teaching during prayer time. Keep your teaching times for another time. If you can attract people, anyway, I need to not beat this to death, but don't teach each other things, and don't preach to each other. Share what the Lord has given you with enough, enough information so that we have conversation. It's, it is, it's relational, but we're staying in step with what Holy Spirit is doing. It's easy to get excited and totally take over the, the whole thing. Is that making sense, guys? And, and, and we, all, we all have some habits that we've brought into this, and so there's just a humility in being willing to break our own habits, yeah? To just be able to put aside the thing that we feel like we're really, really good at and be like, you know what I'm not really, really good at? Being the Holy Spirit. And he is leading this prayer time. So I'm going to have to just follow his lead. And I can put all my really shiny tools away because that's not what we're about right now. Amen? So here's what I want you to do. Um, it seems to me that um, usually this is much more helpful if I break up families. And here's why. When you're with your family, a couple of you have a tendency to sort of coast. But when you go with a complete stranger and try to do something completely new, it just puts us all on that extra humble, vulnerable, <laughs> dependence on the Holy Spirit. And so that's what we're going to do. So grab your little paper, and I want you to go find two other people, one of which you're neither married to nor did you sire. And, um, and then we're going to just take a couple of minutes, and you're going to do exactly what we just did. And you can just go down the list...
We're going to take just one more minute. All right. So who here, who here just got to pray with somebody that they've never prayed with before? Come on. That's awesome. So are there, um, I would love to hear just from a couple of you, I would love to hear just from a couple of you, who here, um, what groups had more than one person get a specific prayer burden or prayer subject? You know, like you came together with three other people and two of you kind of had the same thing on your heart. Anyone? You had the same thing over here? And what was that? What did God bring up? Boldness. Boldness for those who have been feeling discouraged. And so you guys prayed into that. That's awesome. Was there anybody else that had more than one? You got boldness as well? What? And when did I talk to you before the meeting? No, I did not. Isn't that amazing? Did anybody else get boldness? Whoa, hold up. Keep your hands up. How many people got boldness? Look around. Look around. Is that awesome? Come on. Let's just praise God for a second there. Wow. Okay, what's another subject that somebody got while they were praying? Communion with each other. So sort of like unity, communion, connection. Okay. I mean, I'm not trying to plant. I'm trying to understand. So communion with each other. Who here got some form of communion with one another? Raise your hands up high. Look around. That's amazing. Are you guys even alive? This is really exciting. So what is, the, what is the point? The point is that we just interceded on behalf of others with God according to the things that He desires. And you have undeniable proof that by waiting on the Lord, He spoke two different things to several different people that would have no way of knowing outside of the fact that our one dad told us what was on his heart today. Now, how many of you believe and know that if he brought it up and we just prayed it, that that's what he's releasing? Come on, let's hear just one more. What's another subject that we heard? Anyone? What's up? Preach less and pray more. How, how many of you had something along those lines? I feel like that was a heat-seeking missile, Pam. <laughs> Did anyone else have a, a, a prayer, like prayers towards more prayer? All right, me and Pam are tracking. I feel like she was just confirming that to me. Oh, back here, we had some more prayer, prayer for prayer. Good stuff. 
Come on, we'll take that. Well, listen, this, these principles for praying together are something that we have already embraced, all of the leadership embraces this, and this is how we operate with one another. But what I was realizing was, in, in many uh, instances for when we do pray together, it's easy to let our bad habits cause us to be less effective when we pray. You know, you know that scripture, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Joy for prayer perishes for lack of knowledge. You know, praying in groups perishes for lack of good manners. Just, just simply because it's hard to pray when somebody dominates. It's the same way with, with speaking. It's, it's hard to pray when somebody comes with an agenda and takes over the whole prayer time. But how many of you guys enjoyed that five minutes of prayer? I mean, it was, you know, it was, it was good, wasn't it? Like, it started out, you're kind of like, uh, you know, I don't, I don't really know. I mean, does this even count? I'm basically just reading off of a page, you know. Um, this, you know, I'm not feeling anything. How many, you know, it wasn't like, oh, I just feel the goosebumps, you know. The, some of you weren't seeing, anyway, I'm not going to make jokes. But here's the point. Regardless of how we felt in that moment, when we humbled ourselves and agreed to walk in honor and humility, and listen for the Lord together, we heard him, and we were able to agree. Isn't that beautiful? So I want you to just, we're going to make some, uh, some bookmarks. We still haven't figured out how to make a bookmark that will work with an iPhone, but if somebody thinks of that, that would be pretty cool. But for the rest of you who still, like myself, have a Bible, we're going to make a bookmark and, and put these principles of prayer on it, because what we are doing is we want to we be a little bit more formal in having a common language so that when we pray together, we can actually pray together. You know what I'm saying? In Papua New Guinea, they have myriad languages. I mean, it's just, there are so many dialects in Papua New Guinea, but almost everybody speaks pidgin. And the reason why everybody speaks pidgin, as well as their, 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 their mother tongue, is because without pidgin, you can't do commerce together. It's the language of commerce. So if I want to come and trade with another village and we don't have a common language, we can't really trade. There's just like a lot of pointing, grunting, and then fighting. And so you have that come off, like what me and Sammy were doing earlier. But when we get a common language, well, then we can do business. We can do kingdom business. I think you guys are tracking with me, yeah? Okay. So... I want to ask you guys if you'll just agree with me, and then we're going to, then we're going to close up shop, okay? I feel like it would be worth doing. We just learned that there's kind of a better way to pray together, wouldn't you say? I kind of feel like we should repent. Because I think we're all guilty of really stinking at this sometimes. Is it, I mean, is that fair? I mean, I was just thinking of the cleanse your heart. Let's just repent. And repent means I'm walking this direction, and I realize the ocean is that way. And so my trip to the coast isn't going very well. And so I simply repent, and I go the other way. A lot of us have been praying in a way and ways or have a mixture that guarantees mixed results. Let's repent. Okay? So I want to lead us in a prayer. 
And I think we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up this day. I want to ask the servant prayer team if you want to come forward. There are some here that need encouragement. You need healing in your body. Maybe you haven't met Jesus yet. Well, we'd love to introduce you. Um, you can come to the front and get prayer. Um, and, the, and as they're coming, I want us to just, I want us just pray with each other. I'm going to give you a couple of seconds between each thing so you can think about, like, do I even agree with that before you say it? Because we're not Kool-Aid drinkers here. So if your heart and your spirit says, hmm, I want to say that, then please do. So here's the first part. Father, I recognize that I've been making some mistakes when praying with others. I didn't know I was doing that. I actually thought I was doing it right. Now that I realize what I was doing, I want to stop. I want it to be fun to pray. I want it to be fun for people around me when I pray. So I repent. I humble myself. And I'm going to embrace this new way to pray. Amen. You guys are amazing, and I love you. I want to ask you to do something this week. We have a whole bunch of cards out there. There's a little sign, and it says, we'll save a seat for you. And there's a whole bunch of little cards, and they just say, we want to welcome you to come to Christ Center. It's a free coffee card. Take a handful of them and give them away to people this week. You know, everywhere you go, I mean, I don't care. Drop them in bathrooms, restaurants, hand them to people, throw them in windows of cars. Don't do anything illegal, but, you know, just smile, speak, and invite. Because you know what? Your dad's amazing, and you're an amazing family. I mean, one day with you changes things. So invite people to come spend a day with you. God bless you guys. Have a great week.